Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode, and I have a couple topics uh, that I want to dive into. Uh, we may save that next, uh, the second one for next episode, but um, we're at least getting into this first one. So the topic I want to go over today was how to manage a fat loss phase while still enjoying life. Um, so I wanted to kind of use my own personal experience here uh, from my most recent fat loss phase, which ended uh, almost two months ago now already, which is pretty crazy to think. But I wanted to go over it because. Um, basically th- this was the first fat loss phase I did since late 2020. Again, I basically in that fat loss phase, I, uh, you know, got, got leaned for a photo shoot and then I went into a building phase for some time. Um, but some things have changed in my life, uh, since that time. Okay. So, um, you know, I feel like those times are going to, uh, you know, they, again, fat loss is still the same, but, you know, each time when you have other things come up, like, you, you know, you can build off of what you learned last time. And, and then again, each, when you do have new things that pop up, like it's just going to present some unique challenges that you haven't uh, had in the past. And so, you know, for that, you know, one is my business has grown to full-time online and I'm now in a committed relationship. So I think both of those were really big changes for me from the last time I did a uh, fat loss phase. And again, those are just going to present some unique situations, um, especially the committed relationship, right? The relationship is important to me. And so, um, you know, for me, the struggle was going to be able to find that balance. You know, again, I'm going from always, you know, when you're single, you are, it's, it's super easy to just do what you want when you want. And like, you know, now when you're in that committed relationship, you know, you have somebody else that you need to um, focus on as well. So in previous fat loss phases, I didn't have as much work to do and I only had to worry about what I did. Right. But again, both of these things, business relationship are super high on my priority list. And I wanted to make sure it stayed that way. And again, like I said earlier, uh, I knew that this fat loss phase would present some unique challenges this time around. Um, and I also want to go over this because I think that uh, you know, this can help me relate more to people because, you know, we're all busy and have things going on. Again, if you don't have anything going on, it's super, it's a lot easier to, the advice you would give somebody that doesn't really have anything going on is going to be a lot different than the advice you'd give somebody who has a lot going on. So, um, you know, I wanted to embrace this challenge because I knew that it was going to help me uh, be able to relate to other people more. Um, but again, I think that balance aspect of it is super important. And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to go over this. So just for context, I started this fat loss phase. Um, January 1st, it ended around April, end of April. Um, my weight was around 175 and then it finished at about 155. Uh, and also on this fat loss phase, I didn't get as lean as I had for my previous bodybuilding shows or previous photo shoot preps. What I will say though, is at the time I spent building muscle really helped me get a more just fuller look. And I felt like I almost looked leaner at a higher body fat percent. Right. And, and some benefits of that is I didn't have to um, go as deep as I normally would in, in, in terms of a fat loss phase, but it's also important to note that I didn't get as lean as before, which again is going to kind of change how I would go about things. You know, again, I, I just felt like the trade-offs weren't worth it uh, in terms of going any further than where I was at. Um, and so, you know, I felt lean enough and for where I was at, I was like, this is, this is more than enough than, than what I uh, need to do. Right. So, um, 
just kind of a little context there on that. Uh, again, though, basically, uh, you know, about 20 pounds down, um, I'm looking at pictures here. You obviously can't see these, but, um, a lot leaner, um, felt leaner abs were showing. Um, yeah. And again, that was, uh, you know, after doing a building phase from basically the end of 2020, from that last time I had a fat loss phase until now, um, you know, that was basically how the, how, you know, I, I spent over a year building, um, which is a big thing, right. That's going to be a big thing here where, you know, we kind of talk about, phases for nutrition, you know, definitely want to make sure you spend that time out of a deficit where you're really like build, trying to build your physique and, and build it up. So before I dive into these, I think first, it's important to realize you will have to make some sacrifices. You can't do what you have been doing and somehow see results. Right. Um, but this doesn't mean you can't enjoy life still. I think people struggle with that aspect of fat loss. They think that if they, you know, they, they either are on one side of the spectrum where it's like, oh, hey, I can just kind of do what I want. I don't want to change any of my lifestyle. And then they expect changes, right? But then you have the person on the other side where it's like, oh, fat loss. Uh, this means I have to be miserable. It's going to be terrible. And, and really what we try to do with all my clients is we try to get them in the middle there, right? We don't want you to be so miserable that you hate what you're doing, but we also need to make some sacrifices in order to do like in, in order to elicit different results. Okay. So again, finding that happy medium for clients is, is super important uh, for, in terms of, of coaching. Right. So the first thing you can do is be selective uh, rather than completely restricting from something, just be more selective with it. Okay. Um, you know, some things to think about here, do I really need to order takeout when I know we have a date night or a party later that week? Do I really need to have a drink on a random weeknight when I know this weekend we will have a date night or event that will involve some drinking? I think this is where people struggle. They blame events that pop up, but then you look back on your week and there are a lot of times where you probably took the easier route and, and did that, right? And again, they had a night, oh, I could use a drink. All right, I'm going to have a drink. Whereas if you could have said no to that one or two drinks earlier in the week, again, that's going to give you more flexibility for when these events do pop up that are more so out of your control, but you also want to enjoy too, right? Um, because again, I think a lot of times you'll see people say like, oh, I had this party and, and that was the reason, you know, there was only this food there, but it's like, okay, what did the rest of your day look like? What did the week look like leading up to it? And nine times out of 10, you know, there's probably some things where they could have cleaned up earlier in the week that would have allowed them to be a little bit more flexible. So just being more selective with when you choose certain things like this could also be wherein maybe you're at work and there's like, you know, somebody brought donuts in. Um, again, it's random Wednesday morning. Do you really need that donut that Wednesday morning? Right. Again, maybe, you know, you're in a fat loss phase. So, you know, it's important that, you know, maybe during that fat loss phase or during, you know, just in that specific period of time, you are saying no again, just to kind of uh, cycle back to remember that, with my clients, we don't, we're not always in fat loss phase. Okay. So this is, this is specific, all this, this entire episode is specific to people that are in fat loss phases. Again, we know that um, if you listen to me for a while, you know, that with online clients, we're not just in a fat loss phase all the time. We are periodically in fat loss phases and then we cycle out of them. Okay. So again, this is with the, um, uh, thought process of a uh, fat loss phase. Now, what I will say is you can also, um, utilize these just in like maintenance phase as well. Right. Even, even then it's going to be helpful it's going to be helpful to, to help you stay lean or uh, again, at the, at the very least, not, not gain a bunch of body fat. Right. So uh, keep that in mind. That was, I kind of backtracked there a little bit, but I didn't want to make that point known before I got too far into this. But again, I think the big thing, be selective. Um, you know, if you can be a little bit more selective on, again, the classic example is either, you know, you had a night where you didn't make food or you made food and you're like, Oh man, this sounds really good tonight. 
again, if it's just a random night, do you really need it then? You know, think, think a little bit further into the, into the future. Think about your week. This is why I think it's always important for clients to take some time either on Sunday or whenever that is Monday morning, whatever it is, Saturday, and, and kind of see what your week looks like. So that way that can help you, um, make decisions throughout the week, right? Like, you know, that, Hey, I had this event coming up. I probably need to be a little bit more restrictive, rigid, selective earlier in the week, right? Whatever word you want to use. I don't think rigid or restricted is a great word, but whatever word you want to use can be um, helpful there. Uh, but again, be selective. Um, and so again, just planning ahead, knowing what your schedule is, is going to be super important. So again, be selective with what you do. I real quick before I, before I move on the example that I'm talking about is usually when, uh, you know, somebody brings food in and it's just a random, you know, weekday. And it's like, normally you would say yes, but it's like, okay, now I'm going to be more selective because I want to have, I have this event coming up or I know that, um, whatever it is coming up. So now I need to be just more selective. All right. Next one plan ahead. So this kind of goes, uh, off of the last one, if if I know we have a date night, then the day of, I will make sure I have a plan for earlier in the day and the next day. Uh, this can also be looking over the menu and having an idea of what you will get. So just planning ahead. Um, again, knowing what you're going to be doing throughout the week. Uh, uh, you can have a plan for the day. You can have a plan leading up to the week. Again, this goes back to being selective. You know, you have that event later on. So then at that point, you have that, uh, you know, that that's events coming up. Now, again, you can be more selective, right? But again, that requires that you uh, plan ahead. So really making sure that you plan ahead um, is going to be key during a fat loss phase. And again, this can be, uh, it doesn't have to be down to every little uh, macro or whatever it may be, every last meal or gram that you have of something. But again, just having some sort of plan is going to be um, super helpful here. Uh, again, if it's, if you know, you're going out one night, okay, what are you going to do earlier in the day? Because again, it's not so much the problem of what a client does when they go out to eat, it's more so, okay, well, they didn't have any structure early in the day. And then that's where you can run into some issues. Next, have some routine with nutrition. Um, again, this doesn't necessarily have to be down to every last gram of, uh, of a meal plan or something like that, but have some routine with it. This can be having one to two meals that are the same every day. Um, it can be having a set of a set amount of meals per day, or just having a rotation of meals you use, but you do need some regularity with your nutrition. I think too many people try to have things changed up every single day, every single meal. And that is going to be a recipe for, uh, I don't say disaster, but that's going to set you up uh, for failure um, in a fat loss phase. Okay. So again, having some sort of routine, uh, one to two meals, it could be maybe a breakfast and lunch or the same each day. And then maybe dinner is a little bit different. Um, or, I mean, it could be more than one to maybe it's two to three meals per day that are the same. And then, um, you know, it's your snack, lunch, um, breakfast, it's the same. And then dinner is a little bit different each night. Right. Um, or maybe for you, it's, it's just having a set amount of meals per day. Um, I think that that is a great way to get some structure into your, uh, nutrition routine, because that just, you know, you could see where you can run into issues if one day you eat two two times, then the next day five, then three, then four, and then it's just all over the place, right? Like that's going to cause a lot of confusion. Um, whereas if you have a set amount of meals per day, you kind of have an idea of when you eat them. It's a lot easier to get that that foundation, and then you can kind of make adjustments from there if you need to um, see results. So um, I think that's always a great first step is just having a set amount of meals per day. But even having a rotation of meals, right? Maybe. Um, if you're somebody that gets sick of eating the same thing, uh, maybe you have a rotation of like four to five meals and at any one time you're using three out of those four to five, right? And then you get sick of one, you train, you put something else back in and then you get sick of another one. Then the one, the other one that was not in there comes back in. And now you have two meals in there that you don't have for a couple of weeks. And so it can just be a way to keep things fresh. But again, having some sort of routine with your nutrition is going to be key during a fat loss phase. 
Next, stay active. Um, aiming for a step goal and staying active is going to allow for more flexibility food-wise, okay? So um, it's going to allow you to be able to eat a little bit more. Um, your body's going to do a much better job of utilizing uh, and absorbing the nutrients you give it. Also, even for gut health, it can be really good to stay active. Um, now you can overdo it, but you know, going for walks after meals can be super helpful with uh, the digestion process um, and just overall gut health. Um, also, again, we know just from an overall health standpoint, this is just going to be staying more active is just going to be great for just overall health. Right. Um, but I think the big thing is it is going to give you more flexibility to eat a little bit more throughout the day, which can be super helpful when, you know, you're in a fat loss phase because you are eating less calories. So in any way we can eat a little bit more food and still see some weight loss is going or fat loss is going to be key here. So with that, I would say anywhere from about six to 10 K steps per day. Um, I think you go as high as 10 to 12 if need be. It really just depends on the client, right? Um, but if you're getting 10 to 12,000 steps per day and you're not seeing the weight loss you want, it's probably not your nutrition or your activity that's the issue. It's probably your uh, overall activity levels. And again, this is your overall activity levels. A lot of times people will think that if they do you know, three to four sessions a week, their hard training sessions, that that's enough. And that's a great start. But making sure you're staying active throughout the day is going to be super important um, for overall health. And it's just going to make muscle building easier. It's going to make fat loss easier just because you're, you're just going to be in a, your body's going to be in a more um, just a much healthier spot overall to, in order to do those things. Um, so just make sure you're staying active throughout the day rather than just like one hour throughout the day. Uh, overall activity levels matter. But again, if you're doing that all at one time, it's probably going to be suboptimal for health. The next is set limits. Um, if you know there's going to be tasty food involved or drinks involved, set a limit. Um, you know, if you know, like there's going to be pizza, maybe your limits two pieces of pizza. Um, if you know, there's going to be drinks involved again, maybe you're only drinking two to three drinks at night. You know, is this going to be a for sure way to make sure you don't overdo it? No. But if you have some sort of limit, I feel like it at least can kind of pull in terms of say you start drinking four or five. It's like, either you're slowing down or it's like, you kind of start to think like, Hey, I set this limit and you're just going to reduce how many you have. Whereas if you don't have that limit, you know, you don't have any structure going into this event, who knows how many drinks you have, but if you can set that limit, you know, you start getting to, like I said, you say two to three, you start getting to three, four, five. Now you really start to slow down where instead, had you not had that limit, maybe you got closer to eight to nine. Right. And every little bit's going to add up once you, it, the more you do, the more it's going to affect your fat loss. Okay. Um, same thing with food. Um, just setting that limit there with that again is going to, maybe it's not a surefire way to make sure that you're going to stick to it, but at least it's going to give you a good, um, it increases your chances of you sticking to it and, and not overdoing it too much. Um, so make sure you set some limits when you go out, uh, the biggest one I can think of for me is just drinks, right? I knew that during my fat loss phase, you know, I kind of had a limit of about two to three drinks when I would go out. Um, anything, uh, you know, whereas during, not during a fat loss phase, maybe if there was a wedding or something, it would just be more kind of like kind of how I feel. But again, knowing that there's, uh, I'm in a fat loss phase, I'm going to set a limit there for the drinks. The next thing to do is periodize your fat loss. Don't let your fat loss phases turn into this never ending phase. You know, pick a date you want to end it, then go back to other phases like building and maintenance. And then you can come back to fat loss at another time. Eight to 12 weeks seems best for most at one time to do a fat loss phase. Okay. Um, otherwise you just get into this, this thing where like, you're just always kind of in that fat loss mindset and that can weigh on you long-term and it's going to make adherence very challenging. So that's why I like to do phases of, of fat loss, right? It makes, it makes it easier. You know, that 
there's an end date. So it's easier for you to be like, Hey, this is the choice I'm going to make now because I know that this fat loss phase is going to be over. So, you know, make sure you periodize your fat loss and you're not always in this never ending fat loss phase. Um, plus, you know, your body definitely will adapt to fat loss after a while and you have to keep going lower and lower with calories. So it's good to periodically take a break from fat loss. So again, periodizing your nutrition is something that you can do, um, to where you can still see fat loss, but you can still enjoy life. Right. Because again, you know, that, you know, you set limits when you go out, um, whatever it may be. And then you know that this fat loss phase is going to end at some point. Next, take diet breaks when needed. Um, for this fat loss phase, uh, we had a vacation that, that came up during it. Uh, and during that week, I took a, a diet break. I didn't forget about my goals, but I was a bit more lenient during that time. Um, we went to Punta Cana during that time. And again, I just took a diet instead of dieting through it and stressing about that. I just made sure I took a diet break. You know, I still set some limits. You know, I made sure, Hey, I was going to get protein in at each meal. I was going to try to get as much protein as I could overall. And, um, you know, I just didn't eat like eat and drink like an asshole. Right. Uh, basically with that. And so, you know, I allowed myself that flexibility, but I also didn't go crazy with it either. Um, you know, and I did it again, I was kind of in the middle of that, that spectrum, right. On one end of the spectrum, you have being super rigid with everything on the other end of the spectrum, you have, um, just screw it. I'm going to do whatever. And I was in the middle there. Right. I wasn't tracking everything. I wasn't trying to diet through it. I just was, I had some habits to where I was in the middle there and I never got to the point to where I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do what I want. Right. Um, you know, I still enjoyed food. I definitely didn't stuff myself at each meal. Uh, so again, just did some things to where I could, um, moderate my caloric intake without having to actually like track everything that I did. Um, and, and again, so using a diet break when you need to, if you know that you have an event that's coming up um, or a week where you're just feeling super run down or you're under a lot more stress, using a diet break can be a super helpful tool to help you get through that uh, point in time. And the cool thing with diet breaks is there's no, there's really no downside uh, to it. The only downside is that, you know, that it's just more weeks. It could make, it could take you a little bit longer to, um, get to your goal. If you didn't take a diet break, right. If you just went straight through, you probably would get there in a couple of weeks, right. Or a couple of weeks sooner. Whereas when you take that diet break, um, it's just going to take a little bit longer, but again, they, in a study, they did show that taking a diet break actually helped with hunger levels after the diet break. So this can be a thing where if you're finding yourself, if you're finding your hunger levels super high, you can use uh, a diet break to help you through that time, not lose any progress, um, but potentially help you push through later on in, in the fat loss phase. Um, again, the only downside to a diet break is it's just longer time. You have to be in that phase and just be careful with like completely falling off during this week. Kind of like I mentioned, I used that diet break during, during the vacation, but I didn't fully go off of everything at all. Right. Um, I still made sure that I, uh, stayed on track at least a little bit. Right. Um, so again, I think the big thing there is making sure that you don't completely fall off the wagon during that time. Another thing you can do is calorie cycle. Um, you can have some days where your calories are a bit higher and then some days where your calories are a bit lower. Um, so long as the average for the week is on point and protein doesn't get too low on those lower days or, uh, even on the higher days as well. Right. So cal calorie cycling can be something you do. And this goes back to planning ahead, um, during a fat loss phase. And so this is where, Hey, maybe I know I have an event coming up this week on Saturday. I'm going to lower my calories a little bit on the, the days outside of that. And then on that day, I'm going to eat a little bit more so I can have a little bit more flexibility on that day. Right. Um, again, that's going to allow you to stay on track, but you also get to enjoy what you're doing. Um, again, with calorie cycling, I would say the biggest downside is it can, it can not the biggest downside. There are some, here are some potential downsides. 
it can add some confusion to the situation because you're just changing up your calories from day to day. Um, so be careful with that. Second, the days that you are eating a little bit more, you know, watch how your body responds the following day. Um, you know, for some people, they do find that they get a little bit more hungry the next day. So making sure you have strategies in place to manage that can be super helpful um, there with that. Uh, um, so again, you know, calorie cycling can be a great way to uh, stay in a fat loss phase and um, still enjoy what you're doing. Uh, you can do it from you can do it every single week or you can just do it on the weeks where you know you have some events coming up again. You're going to see results, but you're also enjoying life at the same time. Next thing, get a coach. Having a coach in my corner to help me to help guide me through some of these events and strategies was a game changer. Um, I can't stress enough the importance of getting a coach during these times. So I had Jeremiah coach me um, during this uh, fat loss phase. And again, I can't stress the importance of that, right? You know, having a coach can really be helpful in terms of just getting an extra set of eyes that that doesn't, that isn't biased, right? Like we're biased towards our own goals. And so like we, you know, sometimes overlook and we're blind to what's actually going on. So having a coach can be super helpful there for that process. So those are the things you can do to uh, see progress in a fat loss phase, but still enjoy life. Um, because I, 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 I do think that if you're, if you hate what you do, you're not going to stick with it. Okay. So um, hopefully these strategies help you uh, manage uh, your fat loss phase while still enjoying life. If you have any questions on this topic, you can always reach out. Um, so this episode's gone on for about 20 minutes or so. So I do want to cut it here. Um, if you guys have any questions on this topic, you can always send me uh, an email or reach out on Instagram. I'd be more than happy to chat with you about it. Uh, lastly, uh, if you can, please leave me a review um, and um, yeah, leave a review for the podcast. So that way more people, uh, are more likely to look into the podcast. Um, be much appreciated. Uh, so that's it for this week. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.